Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. doing another same-day release. It's going to be the first one of 2021. Welcome back to another episode of Cuckoo with Coco. We are now starting season three. Apparently, I'm running seasons by calendar year. (laughs) But um, yeah, so I kind of goofed up between season one and season two where I just, you know, continued the numbers, but we're starting fresh. So this is episode one of season three. So there's no more confusion. So uh this normally would be what let's see what episode would this be if I kept going? I think this would be episode fifty five but since we're not running it that way, I've decided to change it for this coming year. Well, the year we're in now can't can't say this coming year anymore because that makes no sense so um that being said, let's get the shenanigans going uh still looking for a job. Today, I actually have an interview. Well, I had a phone screening with this salon, the Benjamin Kyle Salon. It's pretty cool. And I'm going to be heading over there this evening because they were the guy that I spoke to is the actual owner of the salon. He seemed very interested in seeing me in person. So what I'm going to do is head over there and hang out for a little bit. He said he wants to meet, he wants to meet me and hang out and I guess discuss the position in person. Um, I honestly would rather do that than the other position that I would be starting next week, which is at a Toyota dealership. Um, I knew the pay would be different, didn't know it would be that different. Um, (laughs) Wasn't expecting a million dollar sign-in bonus, but you know, a girl can dream. Um, So happy 2021. We made it. Uh, Not much is different, obviously, because I'm not sure what we thought was going to be different from 1231 to 1-1, but Shit has gotten more stupid. I've been watching the news every morning this week with my coffee and my hot pocket, <laughs> and it's just gotten more stupid. So, well, who knows what's going to happen in the in the coming weeks with the inauguration and everything. I know I promised you guys a new episode last week, but this week, uh, last week I had running around to do. I actually went and vis- um, I went and visited my great-grandmother, great-grandfather, and um, I said it in the beginning of last week's rerun, but... I visited my great-grandparents, and uh, my great-grandfather has dementia, and um, he he just thinks that he is capable of doing things that he can no longer do or shouldn't be doing. Um, so that's... So I drove my great-grandmother to one of her doctor's appointments. Sorry, I had to send a text out really quick. Um... So he thinks that he can still drive. He still thinks that he is capable of driving, and he is not. According to my grandmother, he seems to forget where he's going mid-drive. And this time, he has misplaced his wallet. So 
he doesn't know where his license is, but he still wants to drive. He still wants to take my great grandmother to her appointments and stuff and to the grocery store. And everybody has to fight with him to get him to chill out. <laughs> so, uh, let's discuss something else now, considering that that's already come and gone. Uh, the new year's come and gone already, but I wanted to take a step back and discuss what the fuck happened on new year's Eve. The only thing that gave me life on New Year's Eve was Billy Porter. And Pose is about to be my new favorite show. Because him and his style and flair and attitude, oh God, it's what we need. <laughs> it's what I need in 2021. I need a sassy bitch, even though I'm my own sassy bitch. Um. <laughs> Excuse me. So uh, we went bowling for New Year's. I'm going to tell you what, what the breakdown was for the New Year's shenanigans. We went bowling for New Year's Eve. Uh, I don't know how I forgot that that's what we were doing, but I did. And it's not because I wasn't paying attention. It's just because I forgot. So <laughs> we always do it on New Year's. I don't know how that's become a tradition, but we we do it around New Year's or anyone's birthday. So last year when I was visiting my parents, we did it for Will and Grace's birthday. We went bowling. I think we also saw a movie or something, but that was, it was good. Um, I suck and I broke a nail, <laughs> but that's fine. Cause the next day I think I went and I got, Ooh, excuse me, I'm yawning. See, it's so early. I broke a nail, but the next day I went to the salon and that was an ordeal too, which I'll tell you about in a second. Um, I broke my thumbnail cause I got to tell you something. I'm sure it's a regulation for doing nails. But if I want you to go short with my nails, please go short with my nails. They grow insanely fast. And like two weeks is like way too long to have your nails grow in between manicures when they grow as quickly as mine do. I have come up with my cheaper solution, which I'm going to keep at until I really feel like it's necessary to put anything back on my nails because my nails are so fucking weak. They hurt like my fingertips like my nails are growing back in now so they don't feel as bad, but I cut them really short because I don't care, okay? If anyone's going to hurt me, it's me. I'm not paying for these people to fucking run over my cuticle with the Dremels anymore. Anyway, so like I said, every year they like to go bowling for New Year's, uh, for the most part anyway. With the pandemic and everything, nothing was really happening in New York, but the pandemic only really bothered last year. So any year before that was mostly New Year's. Um, we did it a lot. <laughs> I'm still trash. That's fine. Uh, like, la all right. So I got to tell you this. Sometimes, you know, when you do things, I don't feel it was a rash decision coming down here. Let me just preface this next statement with that. Um, I just feel sometimes a little bit lost. And I know it's only been, it's been less than a month but I was hoping to have been more established here. And I kind of feel like a loser. <laughs> Not that I am. It's just, it's starting to creep in that I've been unemployed for a very long time. And when you sit around and do nothing for a good amount of time, it starts to feel a little stupid. Like, you know, being a housewife would be like the dream, but I also like having my own money. So I don't know. It's like the lesser of two evils is getting a job and just being out all the time rather than sitting at home and, you know, feeling like crap. But, you know, money's getting tight for me and I'm trying not to feel as blue as I feel some days. But like I said, I have to give myself a break 
I'm trying. I'm looking for jobs. I'm going on interviews, virtual or in person. A lot of places want to do virtual because of COVID and everything. And, you know, they don't want to spread the plague. So I get it. Like most of my interviews are phone interviews lately. I'm okay with it. I actually wish that that was like the standard before all of this COVID shit happened. Um, so I, this is the silliest fucking thing I just went through. Okay. <clears throat> so there was a medical office manager position for this one company. Okay. I got the stupidest, like I, <laughs> the job for the medical office manager position did not work out as I had planned, which I had spoken to you guys about at the end of last year, like my pod, my last podcast of 2021, my last episode. Um, I got the stupidest email response back from this woman who went through this whole process with me, which was a phone screening, a computer assessment, a Zoom interview on on New Year's Eve, by the way, before I went and did any of my plans to say something stupid like the criteria for the position has changed and we've decided to hire internally. So New Year's Eve was a Thursday. This woman emailed me back Monday. She gets like an A for promptness and that's about it. I said, so what you're saying is that since we spoke last week on Thursday, New Year's Eve, the criteria for the position had changed. Like, also, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, I want to look up this email response because I want to read it out loud to you guys because my email response was so fucking frustrated with this whole situation of looking for work. So let's see if I can find this. Let's see. Let's see if I can find this stupid email. Oh, her name was Austin. Complete Care was the name of the place. Here we go. Okay, so let's see. So this is what she said to me. We wanted to... Hey, good day, Corinne. This was on the 4th, okay? So legit, the Monday after we spoke, which is when she said she would get back to me. She said, good day, Corinne. We wanted to reach out to you to say thank you for your continued interest and support of blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read the complete company. We have, however, decided to make an internal transfer for the medical office manager position due to the fact that the criteria for that position had changed. We will be keeping your resume on file in the event that a position does become available within our company. If you have any questions or concerns, please feel free to reach out. In good health is how she ended it. So let me tell you bitches... <laughs> respected members of the co community, let me tell you what I said back to this lady. And hopefully this inspires you to stop taking shit like this. So this is what I said. Good morning, Austin. I appreciate you corresponding with me when you said you would, but unfortunately, I would not like to be considered for any future positions. We went through this process together of a phone screen, an assessment, and a Zoom interview to find out via email that I didn't get a position I actually wanted and thought I was being seriously considered for. The fact that you said that the criteria for the position has cha position changed has me awestruck because we only spoke last spoke on Thursday, New Year's Eve. Good luck to you with prospective candidates for future positions, but I will not be one of them. Thank you. Thanks for not considering me during these trying times and believing I wasn't worthy of a phone call. Bitch, you can suck my ass, basically, in the nicest way possible. Can't even tell you how annoyed I was to have gotten an email like that. After, basically, it sounded like I had it in the bag. So that's the first stupid situation I got into with this whole job process, where you realize how much a piece of shit a person can be. I'm sure, personally, 
the woman is nice. Professionally, she's about as great as, you know, drywall. <laughs> like, you couldn't call me to tell me, you fucking coward bitch. Anyway, so that was the first situation I went through where I'm like, wow, this, you know, interview process is just not for me anymore because I've never had bad experiences interviewing. And yeah, I know I have a piercing that's not, you know, publicly accepted. That shit can be hidden. I can flip that bad boy up into my nose and nobody will know the difference. Anyway, so here's another stupid situation. And especially with COVID happening and everybody wearing masks, nobody's seeing the bottom half of my face anyway. Like from the nose down, nobody's seeing anything. The only part they're really seeing is my eyes and like part of my cheek, maybe. So let's let's get into another stupid inter- interview situation. So <laughs> I interviewed at the Nissan dealership with this guy, Ryan. I don't know if I mentioned this to you before. Some of you who are my friends personally know this story because it's stupid and so back and forth and bizarre. Let's see. So I got another call for an interview with a Toyota dealership, okay, which is next door to the Nissan dealership. And the woman who called me, her name was Megan. So, of course, I thought it was weird initially to have gotten a call from a neighboring property with the same owner. Like, the same guy owns the Toyota, as does the Nissan. So, the woman, Megan, who initially called me. So, we spoke twice in the same day. She called me in the morning to schedule an interview. Then she called me back because she reached out to HR since I told her that I interviewed at Nissan last week. So, she wanted to make sure I didn't fill out another application. She told me that Ryan told HR that I was unavailable to close, to which I responded that something like that would never have come out of my mouth during an interview. I reassured Megan that I never would have said something like that because she told me that and my mouth was hanging open like a homeless person. But I didn't understand. I was like, who the fuck starts shit like this? I was like, the last correspondence between myself and Ryan was that if the position was still available, I would accept because he also made it seem like I got the job during the interview. Like he said, is that something you would be okay with? And da da da. And I don't know what his fucking problem was, but he can eat shit too. (laughs) I called like twice and neither time he answered. So like I sent him a text because he gave me the, uh, he gave me his personal card with the text message because I told him. I would think about it because the pay, like I said, the pay wasn't great, but they were looking to hire people as soon as possible. So of course I'm like, you know what? I'll let you know in the morning or I'll let you know later. Let me just think it over. So of course, as soon as I left, I was like, you know what? It's a job. It's money. Just take it. So he never answered me back. So it was about the money. It wasn't about the schedule, but he's a fucking prick. So that's what happened with that. So I had the interview with the two women uh, the Monday of last week, uh, Megan and Barb, Megan explained to me that it was a three interview process, which seems a little stupid considering it's a car dealership and not the receptionist of a Swiss bank. (laughs) I'm not applying to work at Fort Knox. I'm applying to work as a CSR of a Toyota dealership. Like what's wrong with people, especially considering the fact that during the interview process, during the interview process, They told me that the only reason why they're paying me so little is because I don't have car dealership experience. Like 11 an hour is what they want to pay me. I went from a 21 an hour job to 11. Do you see how much of a pay cut that is? It's disgusting. And my fucking resume is stacked 
Like I have a lot of shit in my background to be, you know, getting paid 11 an hour to sit and check people out or ring people out, whatever. Anyway, so a three-step process to the interview, which is the first step I already completed with Ryan, the dick, who was like the VP of growth and marketing, whatever. And then Barb sat in with Megan so that the three, the three parts would be completed the same day. So I wouldn't have to keep going back and back and back, whatever. So, so yeah, so that's what, that's the bullshit they tried to run me is that I don't have, um, I don't have car dealership experience. So that's why they couldn't pay me more than the 11 or 12 an hour. And to be honest with you, I would rather work at this salon than to fucking like 10 hour shifts then do eight hour shifts in an 11 to 12 an hour position. Because at least with the hair salon, I'm making cash in hand to go home for the day. So so that being said, I don't know how comfortable I am with starting at this place next week because they want me to come in and fill out paperwork and start the process. But I'm like, okay, we'll see. We'll see how this goes tonight. If tonight seems very promising for money, I'm going to stick with that. I don't really want to. Here's my thing. Okay. So I'm a very creative individual. I have a very creative brain in all throughout school. I have done something in art. I have played music. I have, um, written, like I've done a blog. I'm doing this podcast right now. I'm not someone who, albeit that job was great. I worked at Valley View for almost two years It was a really comfortable job. It was a comfortable position. I had job security and, you know, I was a very, uh, I was an asset to my boss, Arlene. Uh, probably not anymore, but, but, um, she, uh, she was, she was a great, she was a great supervisor. She was great. Um, here's my thing. Okay. I don't want to spend the rest of my life doing that. I don't want to spend the rest of my life sitting at a desk anymore because I did it and it made me very sad, especially sad working in a position where people are dying in that facility due to this fucking pandemic that's going on. And that's all you hear about is all the deaths and all the precautions and all the rules changing and the Department of Health coming in because, you know, family members are being pricks. Like, I don't ever want to be in a situation like that ever again. And that's another experience that came my way this week. Um, well, last week anyway, during all my interview processes. Uh, so I got a lot of phone calls on Thursday for a lot of different things. And I scheduled interviews and I had most of them this week. Considering we're now on Thursday, I have one day left in this week. And um, here's here's the thing. So I had... Get, uh, Here's the stupid thing about this. So, of course, I went to do a drug screening last Friday for this Toyota dealership. And I fucking, um, what else? I, uh, um, when I went to do a urine test for the Toyota dealership, this woman called me back. Her name is Shannon. She called me back to let me know that, um, I spoke to her Thursday. She did a little screening of me. And then she said, well, this company needs people to start like yesterday. So are you going to be available Monday? And I said, probably, yeah. So of course, Monday, meaning this past Monday, because all this happened last week. 
So Thursday, I spoke with her. She said, all right, I'll pass all this information along to the company and they'll let me know if they want you or not. Da, da, da. So I said, okay, cool. So I proceeded as usual to just do my thing and fucking, um, and Friday comes around. I'm running around for the Toyota spot because I'm like, all right, cool. So if nothing else works out, this Toyota place will work out. So I go to, um, I go to do the drug screening. Mind you, I went to Quest, which is what they told me to do. And the lady there, so fucking rude, trying to shame me. I got there at like 1.30 and she goes, um, do you, uh, do you have an appointment? I was like, no, I'm just doing a drug screen for a job. And she goes, well, you're going to have to come back in like an hour because we're full. We're full right now for walk-in. So you have to come back in an hour. Mind you, the place closes at three o'clock. And an hour from when I got there was 2.30. So I'm like, fucking great. So I'm going to miss my opportunity to get this fucking drug screen done because this lady has to be a bitch. So of course I did what I usually do. I sat there for a few minutes like, okay, I can either leave and come back, not go all the way home, but like leave and just, you know, stay within the area. And there was, I'm like, go to like a CVS and pick up my toiletries because I needed some stuff and then come back. So of course I did that. And... Um, I come back in an hour, as told by this witch, and uh, and it had cleared out. So I was like, cool, nice. So I, I, I got in there, I peed, whatever. And while I was leaving, um, that woman, Shannon, called me back and was like, okay, well, I gave them all the information. They seem really pleased with your resume and everything. Uh, can you still start on Monday? And I said, yeah, absolutely. She goes, okay, the only thing they need is the back, background um, background check, and they need you to do a urine test. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I just am about to be on the way out the door of this drug screen. So, um, But she said it was for a lab core, and I was at a quest. So I said, okay. I said, uh, so I was corresponding with her throughout the day on Friday, and I told her, listen, the lab core is closed. Uh, lab core closed and they don't hold weekend hours. So the soonest I could do it is Monday morning before I have to go into this place. And she said, okay, so I'll let them know. And apparently they were fine with that. Uh, it was pending drug screen. Um, so I went, I did the drug screen and everything. Now, before I get into the really funny part about this, I wanted to let you know, normal standard hours of operation, if they're not like a retail setting are 40 hours a week. <clears throat> 40 hours a week, Monday through Friday, no weekends, which is what Shannon and I had discussed before I walked into that building. Now, my first opinion of the place is, wow, this place is locked up good and tight because nobody's allowed in and, like, in and out of the building without being buzzed in or being given a badge. You can't get into any door, any doors without this badge. So I got a temporary one because it was my first day. The person who I was supposed to meet with was not even at the place yet. And it was very quiet. It was like one of those sketchy buildings, I feel like, because there was nothing going on. Like there was nobody parked out front, really. There was like two, three cars, maybe, including mine at this point. So, um... I go in, the guy gives me a minimal tour. I go get my temperature taken. I pass that. I came back out to the lobby. The guy then walks me up to the floor where I'm supposed to go, shows me the kitchen area where the bathrooms are and everything, and um, shows me the area. And the office itself is really empty because apparently the company I'd be working for is the only company in the building. So I said, okay, cool. So something weird is happening already, something off-putting. So I go in there. He sits me with this chick named Maddie. Um, she was nice. That's all I can really say about her. Uh, I asked her, I was like, 
what's a typical day like here for you? Like hour wise and stuff. And she's like, well, usually I'm here until 8 PM. And I'm like, and when do you start? She's like eight 30. And I'm like, is that a normal day? Like, I'm like, um, is that a normal day for you? Like working a 12 hour day? She goes, yeah, sometimes. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, I said to her, I said, okay. Um, kept going, let her t- tell me whatever she had to tell me about that. And then she had me sit with this other guy named Jerry. Now, when I tell you that the atmosphere of this place was super sad, I'm not even kidding you. Like everybody looked upset. Everybody looked like they didn't want to be there, but they're like hustling. So like they keep their head down and they work, which is normally what's expected of you at any job pretty much, unless it's in a personable setting, which is like a salon or um, clothing store or like a movie theater or, you know, you're supposed to be kind of chill and relaxed, but also like, Hey, how's it going? None of these people were like that. Um, so I sat with Jerry who reminded me of my friend Cooper. So I was like, you know, there's always that one person that's a doppelganger in someone else's universe. And that's crazy. I got to tell him about that, by the way. Um, which I haven't talked to him in a minute, so I should probably do that. Um, so I, I shadowed with Jerry and we, he was showing me everything. So, but then of course I got, I texted, uh, Shannon in between while I was shadowing with Jerry, because I was like, um, are you sure this is a 40 hour a week job? And she was like, yeah. So I said to her, I'm, I'm like, uh, I don't think so. Cause I asked Jerry too. And he said, uh, he said that, um, he works 12 hour days too. 12 hour days and they have to work a weekend, a day of the weekend. So I'm like, oh, okay, I was told the wrong shit. So of course <clears throat> I texted Shannon and I said, I was told that this was a Monday through Friday, 40 hour a week position. And now two employees have told me that this is a 12 hour a day operation, six to seven days a week. And she goes, well, who told you that? And I was like, two different employees, I asked. And she goes, okay, let me confirm with my contact and get back to you. So I told him, I said, I told Jerry, I said, um, you guys work 12 hours a day? And he said, yeah. So I said, okay, and six to seven days. Like, I really couldn't process the fact that this is what was happening. Because I had not been told this prior to coming in. And I was not prepared to work a 12-hour day on a Monday starting at 8.30. Because number one, I have a life. And number two, I'm not dying, okay? If I had nothing to go home to, if I had nobody I actually wanted to see, if I had no no personal life, if I lived alone, like I've done the whole work two jobs, go to school thing, even when I had a life. But the setting of this office to have to come in on a Saturday or Sunday and sit in a cubicle near all of these sad ass people, I would climb to the top of that building and throw myself willingly. That's where I was with that. So of course, I walk over to the one chick, Jess, who took my information earlier, I guess, to get me a badge and a laptop. And I walked over to her and I said, hi, (laughs) I don't mean to bother you while you're in the middle of your busy work day, but I just wanted to ask a question. I was told that this was a Monday to Friday, 40 hour work week position. And now I've spoken with two different employees who said something different. And she said, Oh God. She said, yeah, it's, um, it's what we're requiring right now because, 
of the pandemic and everything. And I said, well, since there's a work from home aspect of it, is there any possible way you could do like eight in the office and four at home? Because that would make more sense to me because at least I'm home. I don't have to commute anywhere and I can eat my dinner at home. Like if you're not like offering dinner or anything and I have to pay for it and it's like an everyday thing, it's going to get a little bit tiring that I'm spending all my money on this food. So I said to her, I said, you know, I wasn't told any of this information before I came in. And the only thing I had on my, like, accepting, like, my off, my letter of offer for the job was, you know, the start time and the day. I wasn't given any other information besides the pay also. So she goes, okay, well, let me talk to Kay, who's, like, the, the supervisor, and see and pull you into a conversation. So I told this chick and like 10 minutes has gone by and now they're fucking with my time because I should not be sitting there waiting for this conversation to happen because you have to keep track of your own time. So for all anybody knows, I never went there. So I got up and I went to Kay myself because Kay and Jess sit near each other. So I went over to Kay and I said, listen, I don't mean to bother you while you're doing what you're doing right now. But I wanted to express something to you because the, I'm a little bit confused as to what happened here. Uh, I was told by the recruiter that this was a 40-hour Monday to Friday work week. And apparently she looked super pissed off that I would even approach her with something that seemed like nonsense or another form of English. I said to her, like she said to me, well... We, this situation happens all the time with these recruiters. They never get the information right or they never, they end up telling these people one thing and they come in and they either can't work the hours or they can only work certain days. And I said to her, um, I said, I don't mean to be that type of person here, but I was told something different before I came in here and 12 hours a day, six to seven days a week is a little bit much. And she said, well, you have to let me know, like that has to be something you decide to let me know if you need to work those 40 hours, like if 40 hours is something you need, or if you can work the hours we need. And I said, okay. I said, all right, I will think about it and get back to you. And I said, I'm going to go to lunch. So since this is the year of putting me first, (laughs) your girl grabbed her stuff from the area that was going to be my desk, everything grabbed everything. And I grabbed my lunch bag from the fridge, which was outside of the workspace. It wasn't anywhere when anyone could see me. I grabbed my shit and I immediately took the elevator downstairs. I went up to the chick at the front desk and I gave her the badge and I said, do I have to sign for anything? And I said, actually, first thing I said was, do you need this back? And she looked at me confused And I said, do I need to sign for anything? And she goes, no, I got it. And I said, okay, have a great rest of your day. And I went to my car and I left. Because if you think I'm going to work 12 hours a day, six to seven days a week for $16.50 an hour, and I'm not doing brain surgery, you're fucking crazy. So that was my Monday, a very disappointing Monday. I wasted three hours of my life that I could have been job hunting on a job where slavery still exists, apparently, because those people look like they're going to die in that office. And even the guy, Jerry, was like, you know, it's really good money. Like, you never believe money like this could happen. And I'm like, hey, guy, no, 
you know there's other real jobs, right? You know what they were doing in this place? Not that their efforts aren't great and everything. It was like an HR company. They were checking paperwork and documentations of CNAs, physicians, RNs, all that type of shit to uh, make sure that they were capable of being one of the emergency services personnel for COVID, like making sure that the CNA had all the required paperwork to get hired, all of this shit. So I'm like, okay, I get it. You guys are like the best around, but no, because I'm not going to work here in these kind of situations saying that, you know, well, we require that everyone come to the office currently because with all the things that are changing, you heard the conversation earlier. I want to be like, who fucking couldn't hear you guys yelling to each other about this stupid shit? I'm like, unbelievable. They were yelling to each other about standards and things that need to be sent back or don't need to be sent. Like it was shit like that that was getting on my nerves. Like, yo, if I'm ever working at my desk and two bitches are yelling to each other about, well, did you send this? Well, did you send that? I'm going to bring a BB gun to work and start shooting people. (laughs) It was so fucking stupid. So I luckily got out of that situation because I'm not handling that shit at all. I'm not. And I can tell you that I will never put myself in a situation to be uncomfortable ever again. So, so that's, that's what happened with that. So I've had nothing but like bad job luck. And also, uh, I went to a great clips last Friday. It's, it's now Thursday. I haven't heard anything back. I'm like, okay, great. So hopefully this salon works out tonight because something has to give here. Otherwise I'm going to jump off a bridge or something into the river and swim my ass back to New York and just sit around there. (laughs) Oh, also, let's discuss the weird-ass dreams I've been having lately. Uh, (laughs) So last week, I had a weird-ass dream that Matthew Modine and I were a couple. Matthew Modine plays the, um, the sheriff in Stranger Things. I don't know if people are watching that. Also, didn't watch that fucking show before I went to sleep. So Matthew Modine and I... We're a couple. We did have sex and it was apparently very good. (laughs) And we stumbled upon a house, like a cabin in the woods, kind of, which that main dude from The Strain, I think his name's Eichhorst, lives in with like a wife or concubine or some shit. And let's clarify this. Like The Strain, I haven't watched since last November. (laughs) And I haven't watched anything weird before I've gone to sleep in a very long time. And also didn't eat anything weird, although I did have a stomachache. <laughs> so that's that's that part that sucks. So I don't I don't know what happened in it. I don't remember at this point because now we're at like two weeks later, I feel like. Uh, and um, my mom just texted me back. You see this lady? I texted her yesterday. So now I got to text my grandmother today and tell her to cancel that card. Um, so <laughs> So that's what's going on. With my dreams being all funky and shit. Uh, so let's let's discuss my DMV situation that happened all last week and the week before. So I had three visits to the DMV in one week last week. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. I'm going to break it down for you day by day. So the start of my day was 530 in the morning. I went to bed super early the day before, so I was up and ready to party. So this was, what, last Tuesday? 
Yeah, because I went Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay, so here we go. So I leave the house around 8.30 and head over to the DMV because I believed my appointment was set for 9.15. So I get there. It's 8.45. I woke up to the little podium that's in front there. And there's a petite woman standing there checking people in as they approach the door. So they're given a ticket number to wait to be called to a window. Apparently, I got there too early. They only allow you to check in 15 minutes prior to your appointment. So I got back in my car, drank my coffee, and ate my bagel. So after I introduced myself to the... So this was... So afterwards, so like I finally go in at the appropriate time. She goes, we'll see you back at 9 o'clock. So after I tell the lady my name... Uh, so that she can look up my name in the packet, which the previous woman who I encountered had done. Sweet lady the first time around. This is my second visit in total. I introduced myself so she could find my name in the packet so that she can type my number in and give me a ticket so I can now sit down in either my car or in the office. So she then, she said she couldn't find, no, she said she couldn't find my name. She said she couldn't find my name. So then she asked me to look through the packet and I was like, oh my God. I'm like, you really think I should be looking at all these names? I think that's a little illegal. <laughs> like, I should not be looking and seeing other people's names. So she then asked me if I have my appointment code to which I said, not on me, but that the woman who helped me last week was able to look me up by name. So this woman was the least bit friendly this woman was the least bit friendly. So she kind of was like, well, I need that number in order to find your appointment. So she was giving me shit. So I was really pissed off about that. So I scroll through my emails now. (laughs) I scroll through my emails and I find the appointment confirmation with the correct date. And of course I see the wrong time. The correct time on the appointment was 1230. (laughs) so great so of course I felt stupid but I was also irritated that the woman at the front checking people in gave me such a hard time like as if I was trying to commit fraud like or as if I was trying to just sit there and chill all day I don't want to sit and chill with anybody lady like I don't want to sit and chill and be a part of any of that so my appointment was at 12 30 so of course I go back at 12 30 well Mm, yeah, closer to 12.30 this time because I don't want to go through that hassle again. So I made sure to write down my number in my planner, which, you know, thank God my mom has me well-trained to keep a planner with all the information in it. So I I came back. I read my number to the lady. She gave me a ticket. I sat down. So I go and I sit down. They call my number like 30 minutes later. I go up to the window and I talk to... <laughs> <clears throat> I talked to the woman at the window and she goes, you need a replacement registration. I was like, no, I was actually doing this for the first time, the title and like transferring the title over to Florida, like registering my car in Florida. So my registration is set. So of course she goes, oh, you made the wrong, wrong appointment type. You might have to come back. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. So of course (laughs) it's been a long day. Okay. I've been up since 5.30. My situation is now being handled at 1 o'clock. And I said to her, okay, um, I guess I can come back tomorrow. So she goes, uh, well, I said, I guess I can come back. And she goes, okay, well, can you come back tomorrow? And she gave me a time. I said, yeah, absolutely. So I showed her the paperwork. Like I put the paperwork up to the window so she could see it. 
And I said, is this the correct paperwork? Is this what I'm going to need for tomorrow? And she looked at it briefly and goes, yeah, this is what you're going to need. You have your title. You have all this other paperwork. Because I made sure to get it from my mom at like an earlier date so I could put all the paperwork together and stack it together. Like I like to be that kind of prepared. So I just walk out with this stack of paperwork and go get my shit done. So um, that that settled that. So that was like my second visit, which was whatever. Didn't get anything accomplished again. And um, I went back the next day with the paperwork in hand saying that everything was done. Like saying every, like that the lady had, you know, gave the green light to. And of course, I go back the next day and I'm still wrong. So I go back the next day. So this is Wednesday. So this is visit number two of the week. So I go back and the lady was like, she said, oh, your mom is on the, uh," she goes, oh, your mom's name is on the title. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, is she here with you? And I'm like, no, I didn't know she had to be. And she said, well, um, my mom is, is a very busy woman. She likes to fill up her time with her hobbies and everything. And I respect that. So she was like, is there any way that you can bring her with you? Like, go and come back with her? And I was like, no. She goes, well, w- unless we have her here or we have a power of attorney form, we need you to, uh, we can't do anything today. So I'm like, oh my God. I said, this is my third visit in two weeks and I'm leaving again with nothing done. She did the VIN verification. So that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all that had to happen. Is just signing shit and paying for it. So she goes, when are you next available? And I said, well, I'm going to have to have her sign this tomorrow at some point. So I probably won't be available until Friday. So she gave me an 8 a.m. appointment Friday. So not realizing I had overbooked myself. I had like three interviews scheduled for Friday, almost one immediately after the other, after doing my registration. So... I said, so to clarify, you did the VIN verification. I have a copy of my social. I need to fill out this proof of social security form, like proof that this is my actual number. Then I have to fill out this power of attorney, bring my title back, proof of insurance, and then my registration itself would count towards getting my license. And she said, yes, that would be your all your pieces of everything to do your driver's license. So this woman was the best person at the DMV. And if I could special request somebody for the next time I go in that motherfucker, that would be it. That would be her. That would be the chick I want. So, of course, I call my mother and my father's mother, Maria, to tell them what happened because they've been following the Chronicles of Coco since I got here. (laughs) So my mom laughed, but she also told me that she had a similar situation with a dermatology appointment with my sister. Because apparently they couldn't verify the benefits for my sister. So when they got there to the appointment, which is two hours away from the house, they said that they couldn't see her because they were unable to verify benefits. Now, my mother and I have worked in a medical office before, and we know that, you know, if you can't verify someone's benefits, you should have tried doing it at the beginning of the week, not the day before the appointment. Because now you got us all fucked up. So my mom drove that one and a half to two hour drive. To not have anything done for my sister. (laughs) So she had a heck of a day the way I had a heck of a day. And uh, I was like, now I know why she's my mother. No, I'm kidding. So so Thursday, I had my mom sign everything. We went over all the paperwork to make sure everything was correct. Because I'm not dragging my mom to the DMV so that she has to sit there with me. Because I'm not five. So 
uh, went back to the DMV on Friday and now I'm super anxious because third time this week that I've been there and the lady I had was the slowest woman ever and not, I don't hate her, but she has me super anxious because I have places to be and it's the longest I've had to wait to do anything like this the entire few visits I've been there. So, uh, sorry guys. So, um, oh my God. Um, so the lady was just going through my shit super slow. Sorry. I had to, I was sending a text message guys. <laughs> it was very loud too. Cause I put a plastic pad over my stuff. Um, so she was like going through my paperwork really slowly. And I was like, holy fucking shit. I'm like, I kept asking every five seconds. I even told her before I sat down, I was like, listen, I'm really nervous about this because this is the third time I've been here this week. And hopefully I'm getting something done today because I, I don't know what I'm going to do if it's like my third visit and I can't figure it out. So she goes, no worries. I'm just looking at everything and making sure everything's correct. Like she checked the VIN number like three times and, uh, she checked the VIN number on all three pieces of paper three times to make sure that everything was like, she checked the way my mom wrote it. She checked the way it looked on the title. She checked the way it looked on the uh, VIN verification form, like everywhere the VIN number was, she was checking to make sure it was correct. Which is fine. Do your due diligence, but do it a little bit quicker because I'm sitting there super nervous thinking that something's wrong with my paperwork again. And y'all are going to shove me out this door without me having gotten anything done. So, <sighs> so finally, finally, after four visits in two weeks, I finally got my driver's license and my car registered. So I finally got something done. <laughs> finally. So that was the most accomplished I felt in a long time. I also was, you know, last Friday was when I got everything done. I was also looking forward to this stupid ass job that was this past Monday. And now I'm just like, what the fuck ever? Like, I'm back to being blah again. I'm getting some game time in. I started playing The Sims 4 again on my new rig. And I I started a new character. Uh, you know, I've been looking up all the custom content and mods and everything and making sure everything works. I played a little bit yesterday. I was very excited. And um, I don't know. I think I'm going to get back into that today. I've been working really hard on my billing and coding course these past few days, like spending at least eight hours on all of it because I've been getting up at like five, six o'clock and just you know, do my thing. And, um, I, I'm kind of looking forward to the weekend. Uh, I, I hope something good happens next week. We'll see. Uh, I really am fingers crossed hoping that the salon works out because like I said, I, I'd rather do that than sit at a desk all day. Like I love, I would love being able to go into work to not knowing what I'm doing, like not knowing what's planned out for the day. It's like, it was one of my favorite things about doing hair. Like I just am, I'm a more creative person. I have a lot of like experience. I've been taught by a lot of different people. It was one of my favorite things to do as schooling after work. Like I worked in the pediatric place, like Washingtonville Pediatrics. And, um, <laughs> when I worked in Washingtonville Pediatrics and got, uh, and after work would do like a four hour stint at Capri Cosmetology where I got my cosmetology license. Um, not where I got it from, but where I graduated from. And that was what, like a 12 hour day for me, something like that. It was, I would start work at seven 30 
and end at 3.30. And then I would eat dinner at home. And then my classes were from 6 to 10. So I'm capable of doing a lot of shit. Do I want to at this point? No. But this salon is offering four 10-hour days and then three days off, which I'll take it. I will take it. Because that's amazing. No job offers that. And I even told that guy that yesterday, the salon owner. I was like, fucking let's go. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, also, on, a, on a, a more interesting note, I was so fucking mad last week because Thursday I went in um, – before I did all the paperwork with my mom, Thursday, I went to the Nissan dealership. No, Toyota. I went into the Toyota dealership and was, uh, I have, I spoke with Anna, who's the head of HR and I filled out paperwork and, uh, I filled out not paperwork, but I filled out the thing that, you know, I've, I'm signing over my, uh, not signing over my rights, but you know, the, the confirmation of reading like the drug screening policy and all that shit, like confirmation that I was given the right papers and documentations for it, whatever. So I filled out that I got the form that she wanted me to take to quest to go paint a cop. And then of course, you know, I spoke to her and then later the fucking annoying piece of shit, Megan calls me. She's starting to get on my nerves. This is another reason why I don't want to work there. Cause I know she's been calling me like backwards and forwards and I just can't be bothered with talking to someone that's that kind of all up in your face. So I spoke to her Thursday. I was, she goes, Hey, have you done your drug screen yet? And I'm like, no, I just got the paperwork today and I'm with my mom. And she goes, Oh, okay. Um, she was like, are you going to be able to start on Monday? And I was like, she, cause she was doing the schedule. So I said, unfortunately, no, cause I have a couple things scheduled. So I probably won't be able to start till I'm closer to the end of the week. And she goes, Oh, okay. Let me call you back. So I don't hear from her for the rest of the day. And she calls me Friday. I think not Friday. She didn't call me. Um, Anna calls me on Monday after I've left this disappointing ass job. And she tells me, we got your drug screen back. You're cleared. Um, I know this is kind of late notice, but can you start Tuesday? But can you come in t- like Tuesday and sign paperwork? So the following day, meaning I think the 12th because we're on the 14th. So I'm like, um, I can't come in this week. I can come in next Tuesday because like I said, I've had interviews planned all week. And I, I, um, I'm not going to cancel interviews on a place that's, you know, charging me 11 to 12 an hour to do this stupid job. Uh, so of course I said, yeah, I can come Tuesday. And then she told me the appropriate attire, but she didn't tell me what time to come in. So now I'm a little confused. Uh, (laughs) so that's whatever. And, um, I'll probably call at some point, but then fucking, Yesterday, I'm getting missed calls from the number that I know is for the dealership. And I wanted to be like, this lady is going to really be up my ass this much. I don't really want to work for her. And I know it sounds really bratty to say, but fucking relax. Like, leave or leave a voicemail, by the way. She fucking doesn't leave voicemail. So I don't even know what she's calling me for. So anyway, super annoyed by that. So then, of course, um... What the fuck else? So that's where I'm at with that. So she's just been really annoying and has caught, she caught attitude with me because I hadn't, I couldn't work. I couldn't start working on Monday. Sorry. I had other things lined up before you, which is fine because I'm still job hunting because working at a place for 11 to 12 an hour is not my end all be all. And I don't even care if it works out with that company at that point, because I've had such shitty luck. I'm so bent out of shape over so many things. I'll go work in retail for nine an hour rather than go stand in fucking 
Toyota, that Toyota dealership. I was going to say the company's name, which is why it kind of came out. I was turd Yoda. (laughs) Anyway. Also, I've also like been getting calls about looking at cars over there too. So I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, right. Tomorrow I go get my car worked on. I go get an oil change tomorrow. I wonder if they honor that gold book you get when you pay, like the book you pay for, like um, their maintenance plan. I wonder if they honor that here. Because if not, I'm going to be annoyed. But anyway, so that's what's happening with that. And then my one final piece for this episode is, you know, the Geico commercials. I don't know if anyone's seen these lately. Uh, These homeowners, the new homeowners, there's two situations that I'm getting mad about. (laughs) Actually, I have more than one thing to say about these. So these Geico commercials are getting real stupid. Uh, One is on fencing and another one's on clogging issues. Like I've never been more upset at how dad jokes these are. So these, the first commercial, (laughs) the first commercial has to do with, you know, then (laughs) they have issues with their neighbor's fencing. Cue in the background, two people in the getup with fencing. I'm like, okay, really? Fencing is kind of like swordplay, okay? They put you in this whole white, it looks like, (laughs) it looks like you're wearing a a better looking straight jacket and you know, you're fencing. So you're just, you know, you have the rapier. I don't know what they call it, but you're, you're doing it in the background, but that's what they're saying is the problem. Their neighbor's fencing. Secondly, the other one is about, you know, this couple claims they have a clog issue, which cues to the neighbors upstairs dancing around. By the way, they're not wearing clogs. If you've ever seen clogs in your life, they're they're fucking wooden, okay? Those are the clogs I'm looking for when I see stupid-ass commercials like that. You know, Dutch or Swiss or, you know, from Netherlands. I don't know what brand of person, <laughs> what brand of person is wearing those, but they were wearing tap dancing shoes in the commercial. So someone needs to correct that or someone should be fired because those shoes are incorrect for the clogging purpose of this commercial. Also, one la- one comment more. I don't have any work stories to fill the space now, so it's just observations of things I've seen throughout the week from the TV. <laughs> Everybody's upset about, you know, the storming of the Capitol. Fair. Uh, one guy was a former uh, swimming Olympic gold medalist. Hey, fucking idiot. You wore your jacket. You wore your jacket. What an idiot. you wore your jacket and thought nothing was going to happen. Also, they said that, you know, U.S. Olympic Olympians are held to a higher standard. So this guy, what they're saying is basically engaging in peasant activities and they're not okay with it, but he's getting charged with like, he's, he's, I think what federal charges anyway, the stupid guy with the horns is like probably the meme of the week. (laughs) The meme of the decade, apparently, or year, should be honest. I should be honest and say meme of the year. And it's only like, what, the third, second or third week of the month? Second week? I don't know. I think it's the second week. But that coupled with the fact that Etsy had a shirt with Camp Auschwitz on it. Hey, what's going on? Why is Etsy not policing their own website? Like, I understand that y'all have a lot of shit being sold on that site, but why don't you pay attention to stuff like Camp Auschwitz? Don't you have anything flagged for hate crime? Like who's going out there thinking that this shirt is absolutely necessary to wear? Do you have it in green? Do you have it in turquoise? Or do you have it in murder blood? 
or blue for that matter, because people asphyxiated in those gas chambers. Like, what are we doing? Like, it's it's so crass to be doing shit like that. Who thought that was a good idea to put that on a shirt? <clears throat> also, I saw Melinda Gates. She gave a she gave um an interview on the Today Show, and she looks like she's a retired uh, muscle champ. What do they call that shit? She looks like a retired bodybuilder. There it is. Oh, my God. And now Gwen Stefani's performing like she's still 20. I don't understand her skunky hair right now. I'm looking at it. It's muted on the TV. But, like, she, like, dipped the end. Anyway, so her new song is called Let Me Reintroduce Myself. And she's dressed like when she was in No Doubt. So, okay, we're reinventing ourselves, but we're also going backwards. Anyway, so again, this is going to be the year where I put myself first. So if you guys are ready for some dramatic chaos, y'all better be ready for 2021 because I'm going to tell you that I will not be taking any more bullshit from any more people. I did enough of that for the past few years, Um, my dating life, my professional life. I'm just done. I'm just done. And, you know, when people start saying stupid shit to me, I'm not going to be afraid to say no anymore because I don't care if people like me anymore. And I know I said that last year, but obviously I cared enough to, you know, stay comfortable. And now I've put myself in an uncomfortable position where I have to figure out how I'm going to approach things, which makes me happy at the same time because, you know, You never stop growing, I guess. Like, you always learn something new about yourself. And I learned everything is a learning experience is what I've learned. And it's exciting to know that you never stop progressing personality-wise as an individual. There's a lot of things you develop character-wise that make you realize that you are a bad bitch or you are the bitch in charge or the head bitch in charge, as they say. I guess that goes for guys too. So what I've discovered is, is, you know, I have to continue writing because I keep, I keep journals and I never finish. Like my journal's in a box somewhere right now for last year. And it's filled with a lot of stupid shit. And I know it is. And it's just embarrassing now, which is why I won't let anyone read it. Because so much of it was boy crazy bullshit. That was just, it was a lot of bad decisions, which is why I don't, I think I might burn it, (laughs) but I've started another one for this year and I'm hoping something magical happens this year because I'm telling you, if, (laughs) if this year, this year's already going downhill and we're in the second week of January, could you imagine? But something's got to give soon and I'm sure things will look up. Oh, update for you. So my grandmother, my father's mother, Maria, who lived in Brooklyn, I call her Brooklyn grandma. She had a situation in her apartment that she's been trying to sell. Well, her her condo, excuse me, because <clears throat> it's in Bay Ridge. So it's not an apartment, it's a condo. So she had a situation happen in her place where there was sewage water flooding. Hmm. Now they're in the middle of uh, closing on it. So they were, they've been closing on this place since October and we're in January now. So of course this situation happened with the flooding at the end of December. So they thought that that was going to put a damper on the whole cell. Cause the woman could back out at any point. Cause nothing has officially been signed on her end. She's done like walkthroughs and everything. They were waiting on approval from the board to just get the green light. So now the board fucked up. 
some drainage traps hadn't been cleared out and leaves had collected over it, which is where the flooding source came from. Uh, it came up through her bathroom and the carpets and everything are all blacked out and it's sewage water. So, you know, it stinks. So an update on that is they gutted the whole downstairs because it was two floors. The upstairs had uh, a bathroom, the kitchen, the living room area, and like a, a balcony. So that's the upstairs. The downstairs was another bathroom, her walk-in closet, uh, and their bedroom. So when you walk downstairs, it's the bedroom essentially. So the whole bedroom area was all flooded out with like poop water. <laughs> and they found out that the woman had decided to continue through with the closing. So that's good. That's great. I'm very happy for her because she's one of those people that is so giving and loving and great. And she deserves all the great things that this world can provide, especially with everything she's gone through in life. Love her to death. But I'm very happy for her that things are working out. And uh, I'm hoping that, like I said, 2021 gets better for all of us. My mom is currently looking for a job also. Uh, I've applied at more county jobs out here too. Uh, sheriff's office jobs, uh, uh, school district jobs. Sorry, my neck is killing me, guys. My neck and my shoulders. And um, I'm going to take this time to apply to more jobs today and do more of my coding class and I have some interviews today also, virtual ones, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, I think it'll be great. It's going to be a great day. We're going to look forward and not look back. We're going to work on ourselves. We're going to get better. We're going to work on our mental health. We're going to do what we got to do to kick 2021 in the ass so that we're better prepared for 2022. So I love you guys, and I am so thankful that you listened to this every week. I know last week was kind of disappointing, but... Came back with a good hour of content for you, didn't I? Like I always do. Like I promised to anyway. Um, I love you guys. And I'm thankful and appreciative that you let me into your day. Um, have a wonderful rest of your day, week, and keep it cuckoo, guys. Bye. Bye.